Hi there, folks. Welcome to journal entry number 14. How was your day yesterday? To be honest, mine was a rough one. By the end of the day, I was struggling even to enjoy conversation at the dinner table. Which brought to mind what I'm going to share with you today. The words that you are about to hear are from a Facebook post that I'd shared on my wall a while back. These words are not my own. I seriously considered whether I should or should not share it with you here on the scripted heart. But as I looked at the settings for this post, I realized that the person who had shared it before me had made it public. So with that, I feel comfortable in sharing it now. Again, these words are not my own. These words are someone else's. This hit me hard. Have you ever noticed how in the scriptures, men are always going up into the mountains to commune with the Lord? Yet in the scriptures, we hardly ever hear of women going to the mountains. But we know why, right? Because the women were too busy keeping life going. They couldn't abandon babies, meals, homes, fires, gardens, and a thousand other responsibilities to make the climb into the mountains. I was talking to a friend the other day, saying that as a modern woman, I feel like I'm never free enough from my responsibilities, never in a quiet enough space I want with God. Her response floored me. That is why God comes to women. Men have to climb the mountain to meet God. But God comes to women wherever they are. I have been pondering on her words for weeks and have searched my scriptures to see that what she said is true. God does indeed come to women where they are. When they are doing their ordinary everyday work, he meets them at the wells where they draw water for their families, in their homes, in their kitchens, in their gardens, he comes to them as they sit beside sick beds, as they give birth, care for the elderly, and perform necessary mourning and burial rites. Even at the empty tomb, Mary was the first to witness Christ's resurrection. She was there because she was doing the womanly tour of properly preparing Christ's body for burial. In these seemingly mundane and ordinary tasks, these women of the scriptures found themselves face to face with divinity. So, if, like me, you ever start to be moan the fact that you don't have as much time to spend in the mountains with God as you would like, remember, God comes to the women. He knows where we are and the burdens we carry. He sees us, and if we open our eyes and our hearts, we will see him even in the most ordinary places and in the most ordinary things. He lives, and he's using a time such as this to speak to women around the world.
Heather F. You know, as I read through those words and I ponder over their meaning, I can't help but reconsider the passage in Proverbs 31. Let's read it. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax, and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hands to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, delivereth her girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. You know, the one verse as I read Proverbs that sticks out to me is a verse that speaks about her tongue having the law of kindness. Truthfully, I was struggling yesterday. I was struggling. But I'm also now encouraged because I know I'm not perfect. God knows that I make mistakes. And He still loves me. He loves me. And although I may get tired and discouraged and feeling like I have no time for Him, He will meet me where I'm at. Which leads me to my next sentence. I was feeling exactly like I needed God to come meet me where I was at. 
I was discouraged. I was tired. I was pulling my hair out. But God has never once left my side. Because guess what? The Bible says he never will. I may feel alone, but he's always there ready for me. And if he seems to not be there, he always makes his presence known to me. Even in the roughest times. So, in closing, I don't know about you, but I'm going to sign off for now. And I'm going to challenge myself to do better than yesterday, better than the day before that, better than last week or a month ago or a year ago. God is always there. And he will be by our side, no matter what. I hope you enjoyed this journal entry. As I remind myself, I remind you. Remember to speak hope, speak love, and speak life into others. And even though it's easier said than done, I hope we all take it to heart. I love you, and I'll be back on soon. See you next time.